This is the Visibility Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, and I'm here to help you navigate the emotional side of being the face and the voice of your business. Let's go. This is episode number five, Wanting to be Seen. All right, I am back with my number five podcast. I just decided I'm going to release all of these. Uh, I'm recording this the day before I'm releasing them as a kind of like a binge, like a Netflix binge. So I'm just going to release all five of these together, which I assume if you've made it to this one, you've probably listened to the other ones, but... That was my decision today. That's me thinking like a CEO because because I want to and I have a lot to say and these aren't my f- only five good ideas. So I trust that I will have other things I want to talk about. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So I have a bee in my bonnet today because I was watching Jeopardy last night no, that's not true. I wasn't watching Jeopardy. God, I don't have cable. I don't know. I wasn't watching Jeopardy. <laughs> I was doing what people do these days uh, who are I'm millennials, I guess. I don't think most of us have cable. And uh, I was on the internet and somebody was talking about Jeopardy. <laughs> so that's totally different from watching Jeopardy. And... There was a question about um, my chronic illness, POTS, which is like kind of exciting because nobody ever talks about it, (laughs) except the problem was that they got like the whole thing was so wrong and not factual at all. The... The question, or the, um, yeah, I guess it's a question. It's a statement, right, on uh, Jeopardy, was, let's see, I want to make sure I get this right. I'll pull it up. It said, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome is also known as Grinch syndrome because this organ is too small. And the correct answer on the show was, what is the heart? And there's just so many things wrong with that. (laughs) Because Grinch syndrome, well, it's like a big joke. Like, this Grinch syndrome is an outdated term. It's not, nobody calls it that. Because it's, well, number one, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of shitty. That's like making fun of the illness, right? Because of, in the Grinch, it's his heart was three sizes too small or something. I don't know. I, my husband had to tell me the plot of the Grinch because apparently I didn't know it. <laughs> but, but that's, that was why it, it used to be assumed that people with POTS, their heart was too small. But that's not true. That's been disproven. So, so number one, it was inaccurate completely inaccurate information like most people with POTS have structurally completely normal hearts because it's an autonomic 
uh, nervous system dysfunction issue, not a cardiac issue. (laughs) So there was that. And then just the fact that they called it Grinch Grinch syndrome, like that, I don't know. So, (laughs) so everybody in my, um, my POTS Facebook group was all like, what? Like, cool that they shouted it out, but, but really? Like, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of attention and people are actually talking about POTS this morning because of it, right? The Dysautonomia International, I think that's what's called, you know, asked for an apology and, and all of that, you know, and to try to help educate people about it. So I guess in in a sense it was a win because nobody ever talks about POTS. That's why it took me to age 32 to get diagnosed with it. And it was only because I diagnosed myself because I had been misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all for the rest of my life uh, previously. But the reason I bring this up, I'm not just ranting randomly, (laughs) even though I rant a lot randomly, but that's not why I bring this up. I bring this up because this is why visibility matters, right? That's what this whole podcast is, is about. This is why you as a business owner being visible in your truth matters because when you can speak openly and honestly about your life and about your your experience in this world and not hide behind your business then you make a difference for all the people out there who need to hear you speak. If, you know, this is the first time I've ever heard anybody in any sort of um, public mainstream sense ever talk about POTS, right? And they got it wrong, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but but this is why but it matters that it's being talked about because if somebody may have talked about it and I knew about it maybe if somebody had shared their own experience having it when I was younger my the course of my life could have been altered I could have been I wouldn't have suffered for so long not knowing what was wrong with me, right? Or or knowing that, you know, I'd been misdiagnosed with vaso... God, I can't say this. Va... Shit. Vasovagal syncope (laughs) for over a decade, you know. I... But I knew that wasn't the right diagnosis, but I just, and I had been Googling fainting disorders, fainting disorders, fainting disorders for, for 10 years, right? Knowing that that wasn't correct. I'm not going to try to say it again because I can't say a basic syncope. 
but had somebody talked openly that they struggled with this, I might have gone, holy shit, that's what I have, right? This is why visibility matters so much. We need more people talking honestly about their own truth, right? If you struggle with, you probably don't have POTS. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do, uh, but you probably don't. I don't know. Not, it, it's, eh, never mind. Don't want to go into a tangent. Um, but, you know, there's some people that struggle with anxiety or depression or ADHD or, uh, you know, integrating their sexuality that isn't so mainstream, right? Or whatever it is that you feel like it's not professional for you to talk about it. Those are the things that need to be said because it will free yourself to be able to talk about them. You won't be hiding and compartmentalizing your life in such a way where, you know, you have this kind of double life going on, your business professional self and your personal life that looks radically different. And because we just need more truth tellers in this world. People who are willing to drop the bullshit and be themselves. Because that is the best medicine that you can offer the world. Okay, believe it or not, that was not the topic that I was going to talk about today. But um, what I did want to talk about is wanting to be seen. As humans, one of our basic human needs is attention. Just like touch. That is a basic human need is to be touched, right? Babies who um, at birth who are fed, but they are not held, they will die. We need touch as a human. Another is attention. We need to be seen. We need to be witnessed. Because otherwise what happens is we suffer from a severe lack of attention, otherwise known as loneliness. And when we are living our lives in a way in which we are not, our lives are not witnessed by anyone, it is very isolating, very lonely. 
you know, think about, um, someone maybe, think of maybe a housewife, okay, who is, doesn't really have a relationship with their husband anymore. You know, they both live together, but he doesn't, you know, they don't really acknowledge each other. They're more like roommates. And the children are older and have most are pretty independent by now. Maybe some have already gone to college. And the this housewife doesn't have a job and doesn't have much of a social network. She is going to suffer from a lack of attention. A lack of having others witness her life in a meaningful way. Right, that's kind of the most obvious example. Another example might be, this is something that I certainly experienced, a new mother having a new baby at home. And most of, you know, most of my friends didn't have kids yet. And I had a hard time making new mom friends that were, because (laughs) there's this thing, it's like, when you first start making mom friends, you're kind of like, oh my God, there's another mom. Like, we can be best friends. And then you realize like, oh wait, we're still two people and we have to connect as people and as mothers. (laughs) So just because we're both moms doesn't mean we're going to like be the best of friends. So there's that extra kind of challenge on top of it. So I had a hard time making friends. Most of my friends, I couldn't relate to them, right? They're going on along living their lives and my life had kind of come to a crashing halt because I went from being a working uh, person, you know, working a full-time job. I was working uh, at a biotech company running their marketing at the time. And I quit and I became a stay-at-home mom. And I didn't have, you know, any kind of direction besides to be present with my baby. And my husband was working and getting his master's degree. (laughs) And I was alone with a baby, with a newborn. And there were a lot of, you know, beautiful moments in that. But, But I also, I suffered from a lack of attention for a very long time because not only was I isolated, like literally isolated, Right? I was kind of on an island by myself taking care of this new baby. Uh, I also, lo- you know, I kind of lost my network as well and lost my identity and, and was trying to figure out who, what my new identity was in this world. And I w- and there was no one to witness me through that for most of the time. 
So that, that's another example of a time when you are um, suffering from a lack of attention. And that's, you know, the, those aren't the only two examples. Those are just kind of what came to the top of my head. But the reason I bring it up is because if we are going through a period in our lives, which is natural to go through a time where we are, sometimes we, you know, are uh, wanting a lack of attention, right? We choose to remove ourselves from being witnessed. Whether we're going through a period of grieving or uh, an intense transition in our lives, right? When we are in that space of self-isolation, what happens when we decide we want to be seen? Because when we realize we want to be seen, oftentimes what happens is there is a sort of inner conflict. We may have not been seen for a very long time. So we, we may want to start a business or start marketing a business and show up in this big way in the public sphere, which is literally be, I mean, that is the epitome of being seen, right? Because you, you are not only being seen maybe by family and friends, but by anybody. But you may have a sort of conflict inside because all the while, while you were not being seen, you may have fought for yourself. You may have fought for yourself to not be seen. You may have tried to justify that, oh, I don't always have to be posting pictures of myself. Or, you know, social media is, um, can be damaging. It's not, it's not good for me to be on social media, right? Or... Or it's vain to post about myself all the time and to be glued to my phone all the time, right? That's not good for me. That's not good for my family, right? We kind of adopt these beliefs while we are in this isolation period. And then once we realize that we want to be seen, 
we still carry all those beliefs that we convinced ourselves of, that we adopted in order to justify our isolation. So how do you move forward when you want to be seen, but you also believe that being glued to your phone is damaging? How do you move forward with being, with wanting attention when you also believe it's vain to want attention? How do you move forward with like looking really sexy in a photograph and powerful and posting that in your marketing when you also believe that it's somehow slimy to do that. This is where just understanding and knowing that attention and the ability to be seen and witnessed is not vain. It is not self-serving in a negative way, you know, towards detrimental, right? It is a basic human need to be seen and to be witnessed. And in a society like we're in now, where we are more isolated than we've ever been before, we are lacking attention more than ever before. And it can get really fucking lonely. And it is not only okay to want to be seen, okay to want that attention. It is, you were made for that. So allowing that, allowing that desire, right, without judging it is the first step. You know, release, releasing any shame around liking, you know, taking a picture of yourself and liking how it looks, being like, damn, and posting it. And liking when you get people who say, damn, right? There's no shame in that. There's absolutely no shame in that. It's okay 
to want to be seen, to want to be witnessed. And the, the thing that will help carry you through this, if you find yourself in this position, and which I think we all do to some extent, I don't know. I mean, I, most people I know are somewhat isolated these days. You know, this is just as we're kind of uh, starting to exit this pandemic a little bit. This is when this is being recorded, if you are listening in the future. But, but we certainly don't have the same type of communal um, societies that we once did. We don't have that village. We're, we're still very much tied up in nuclear families and isolated households. But the thing that you can have so that you know that you are always having your own back about this and you're not going to turn into like the stereotype of someone like Paris Hilton or something. I don't know. (laughs) I have no beef with Paris Hilton. I just, I imagine, you know, from the like selfie era (laughs) when, when that really became a thing. You know, and it was um, all this talk about how you're vain if you take selfies. (laughs) Uh, So that you don't turn into some sort of attention-seeking monster. Which, if if you're listening to this podcast, I highly doubt you will. (laughs) If you're having a hard time with visibility, I... Uh, highly, highly doubt that you will swing so far to the other end that you will become an attention-seeking monster. So I don't think you have to worry about that. But you can always, if it makes you feel better, you can set some boundaries for yourself, right? What am I willing to do? What do I feel comfortable with? You know, like no phone at the dinner table. No, um, I don't feel comfortable posting a picture in uh, my underwear. I don't know. (laughs) Like, if you do, cool. But, like, if you don't, just having that, like, set boundary that you've decided, it's like, oh, okay, that's the line. I know I'm not going to cross that line. Right? I trust myself not to cross that line. Anything before that line is fair game, right? Those are the types of things that can be helpful so that you feel like you have some sort of a safety net as you venture out and start practicing allowing yourself to be seen and allowing for that feeling of having attention. And allowing for it to feel good, allowing for it to feel icky, right? In the context of marketing your business, particularly, this is what I mean, it's 
it's all good. It's all fair game. It's all within the normal range of human experience. And number one is just having your own back no matter what. Knowing that you will still love yourself at the end of the day. No matter what emotions come up for you. All right. Go out there and get some attention. Yeah? Maybe I should do some sort of challenge. Why don't you go out there and post post a picture of you that is purely just, you know, for your business, marketing your business, that has nothing to do with your business, that is just you fishing for delicious attention and see what happens. If you need help, reach out to me. You can find me over at monetflorencecoaching.com. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.